Hey there, adventurers. Looking to increase your session quality with a custom mini? Perhaps you as DM would like to surprise your players with a specialized mini for an upcoming campaign. Or perhaps you're a player that needs a specific mini that you can't find anywhere else. Well, if you follow our affiliate link and head on over to Hero Forge, you'll be allowed to customize your figures with any specific species, along with their vast visual library of armor, weapons, and gear. Edit your figure into amazing stances or heroic poses with a beautiful custom base. Don't feel like painting all that amazing color you just added to the figure? Well, luckily for you, Hero Forge 2.0 color technology allows you to create your perfect miniature in amazing color with advanced features like decals, makeup, war paint, and more. Design your unique miniature and get it printed in full color without the hassle of painting. Follow the link to Hero Forge to start designing your custom miniature today. Now, on with the show! Welcome to the DM Emporium, a series dedicated to discussing DM essential tips, tricks, tools, and information. Let's get started. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Dre Vito, and this is another episode in a series dedicated to information that may help new and veteran DMs. Perhaps given new ways for DMs to look at a situation they have been dealing with, or perhaps leading into additional ideas that DMs can throw around their table and enjoy. Today's topic, DM session prep. Most DMs will spend their time prior to the session to make things roll smoother. Doing so makes it not as bombarding with their players when their players decide to go a tad bit off the rails or away from the current destination. Now, some key things that we suggest for your session prep, pre-roll your main combat initiatives. Now, this can be scenes that you believe your party will come across or moments you would deliberately give to them to move the story along. Jot the rolls on a sheet of paper or a digital tool, whichever way you keep your initiatives. If you have a scene set up for your players to eventually come across, you can then make it smoother on you and all included if you simply roll out the enemy initiatives prior to the session. This is especially useful when the battle entails a handful of different enemies. When you decide to throw your encounter at your party then, all you have to do is give the deceitful yet exhilarating command, roll your initiatives, and simply pull out a list. You then get to keep the party's excitement instead of having to roll something like 12 different initiatives while your group just sits there chewing and talking about what's happening. On another note of initiatives, perhaps decide to run all of your similar monsters on the same number. If you have X amount of goblins and X amount of orcs, just roll two separate initiative numbers and run each creature type as a group. This helps speed up the initiative order instead of having to jot down each one of those numbers if you had a handful of them. And it also eases up your mentality as a DM with having to keep track which enemies have already gone and which have not. So if all of your goblins go at once, then you can say, okay, this one's gonna go next, this one's here, this one here, and then that one. Now, all the orcs are gonna go next. This one here, that one here, this one there. There we go, all the enemies are done. Now it is the player's turn to go. One thing I always find myself doing is looking up spells. I constantly have a digital tool that has all the spells and info that I can quickly search through. You can do this method a few ways though. Either grabbing a third party app with all of the spells, have whichever books you have or that you've allowed within the campaign that you're playing, 
or have the D&D Beyond app open and the spells tab selected from the basic rules compendium. Now, if you don't have all the modules or the source books within D&D Beyond, then you will only be allowed to the basic spells through D&D Beyond. If you know every spell and even every detail within them, then props to you because I know I don't. I'll never be there. But I know the general gist of many, so I keep a digital tool on hand just in case I need a reference when a player decides to cast something or if I'm running a module and it just says in story fashion that they know these types of spells. Another useful tip is to have your map location descriptions prepared. Major scenes or descriptive notes draw the minds of your players into reality that you're trying to build. You can try and wing it yourself and hope that you don't stall or fall short on your intended idea, but I always suggest having your descriptions on hand and ready whenever you need them. Your players will notice the discrepant building more when you describe the cowboys strewn across their 20-foot high ceilings, the broken wooden table and assortment of chairs lined up from a last meal sort of stance, and the rotted food lingering still on the table itself. For ease of mentality, just like having the initiatives written out, having a key area descriptions on hand when you know the party will come across them is always helpful, so then that way you do not have to worry about it anymore. For more prep, you can always have a cheat sheet within the typical adventuring gear, an NPC name, locations, or available loot. Most times your players enter a city, dungeon, or find a merchant where they may be in dire need to replenish their resources. They may meet a new dwarf that they don't know, and you don't want to name them Bob or Philip anymore because there's too many already in the campaign like that. And they may defeat that random group of goblins or orcs or some heavy creature that you threw at them. They may buy that health potion they desperately need or ask you a random question about what the inn is serving and how much it costs. Having these cheat sheets within reach is always helpful so you can focus on the story, add in a bit of flavor of the merchant, area, NPC, loot, whatever, and allow your players to keep focus on the story at hand. You may also just kind of, you know, wing it. <laughs> this aspect is not needed, but you don't have to worry about the small details, but some DMs do. And it's okay to have these written when your previous DM group has now, or even if your players suggest that you don't need that. If you as a DM decide that this is something you want to do, go for it. Another thing I'd like to have on hand is the typical mini with their creature card on hand. Now, this is only if you play in-person games, I should say. If you're playing online, then you really just need the miniature token on hand and then usually a linked compendium within that resource. But if you play online, uh, you can easily open up another web if you need to do that as well. If the compendium does not have something implemented within the tabletop that you're using. But for those of you who prefer to play in person, having the creature card is like a quick grab deck or position is helpful for when your party finally gets confronted by them. Now you can buy, you can print them, or you can write them all your own as creature cards or as notes. Each would have useful information like HP, armor class, weapon attacks, saves, checks. So many even have additional features such as pack tactics or extra attacks or even legendary actions. So if you do write them on your own, be mindful that you may need to write really small print. Otherwise, the printed creature cards are very handy and take up a little table space when stacked up properly. You may also just utilize the monster manual or module for the monster stat blocks since most modules will have them in the appendix of the book or reference. 
Some DMs will even have multiple dice sets. This is another helpful tip that if you would like to try to do, or if you would like to just have it on hand, it's always useful. This allows you to hand off dice to your players if they have spells or gain that extra ability that allows more dice when it comes up. Some players won't be prepared with that. Sometimes they'll just get a super awesome ability at the next level and they've only had one dice set. There are helpful tools online as well, or apps, that they can also function as dice rollers so you don't have to spend that money if you really don't want to. But if your party and yourself love throwing those math rocks against the table, then having extra dice is always welcomed by your friendly dice goblin. If you're playing a campaign that is from a module that you didn't write yourself, such as a homebrewed world or campaign, then reading ahead a full chapter is always useful. You can prepare yourself or set up a scene properly if you know which features to emphasize on. Now, myself, I always suggest reading the module through at least once fully before diving into playing it. And even if you have, rereading a chapter at a time during session prep is always helpful. You may have forgotten about that secret grade that requires a DC strength check or a thieves tool check. You may have forgotten about the possible background info for the scene if your players did a specific task prior to the story arc. And the positive tip about this is that even if your players diddle around longer than you intended to, you may have over-prepared for the session, and now you don't have to worry about the next session prep. Online DMs may want to double-check their hyperlinks when going over their session prep material. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through an online session and went to look for a specific trait, a character, or tried to access a hyperlink that was implemented from an internal source that didn't lead to exactly what I was expecting. Perhaps I already knew some features that was there or I didn't want to have to click through a hyperlink. I could follow the hyperlink, copy everything down from that, and then jump it over to my main resource prep, and then I won't have to go diving through links to find what I need. Or perhaps I don't want to have every reference to conditions in my text that I'm reading. So instead, I decide to implement my own hyperlinks to shorten the visual space for whatever I'm currently reading. Most compendiums, most resources, most modules will have it already made up from a sort of player perspective or use perspective. But if it is not up to your standards, I'm pretty sure most resources let you alter them in some sort of way. Or if you have to, use an outside source to reorganize your full list. Some other online prep could have a spare map location. You can have this set up for random encounters, either in woods, cities, deserts, oceans, or wherever you have your campaign setting in. Maybe it's in the sky and you want to have a whole bunch of airship battles somewhere. Have that as a random you know, map set on the outside. Have a dark, have a light, have whatever you need. Just have it just in the background. A quick jump over to a default map that isn't just the module image is always welcomed from a player's perspective. So they may be more invested in the scene instead of just constantly seeing the overlay of the module cover. Now you don't have to implement specific features every time, but if you're using an online resource, there are quick ways and easy ways to make the scene a bit different from the last encounter at the same scenario. Maybe you just rotate the map sideways and instead of coming in from the south, they come in from the north. Maybe they come in from the east or the west. Maybe you add in a tree or a bush, a couple bushes here and there. A lot of online resources have that feature to implement some other item onto the map itself. So you can easily do that as well. Or you just make another token if you're doing that from an online perspective. 
As a DM, it's always great to have your session run as smoothly as possible. Now, some groups may find that a bit of a challenge because your troop would like to go off the rails on key features that you never intended them to. But having these pre-prepped areas is a great way when they want to just explore to just let them explore. Some DMs prefer to just wing the session and follow the book as it happens. Others want to know every detail before it happens. Now, depending on how you are, how you like to DM will determine your session prep time and how much you actually have to use for it. Don't forget though, not every DM has to do this or do that. You don't have to follow any guides or pathways. That's the joy of the game, to be as free and open to interpretation as you please. As long as your group is having fun, you've had a great session, even if you felt things went a bit too far out of scope of the story. So don't worry about it. Ease up on the mentality of yourself because you have this. I know you got it, but I want to hear about it, all right? Let me know. And that's all I have for you. Perhaps your session prep entails a bit more, or you forgot to have some key items written down. Hopefully this content has sparked your mind and encourages you that you have what you need. Don't forget, not all DMs are the same. And that means you don't have to be a certain way to feel accomplished as a DM. If your party is having fun, then that's all that matters. If you'd like to reach out and discuss anything further, you can reach me by following the social links in the description of this episode. And again, we appreciate you for listening. But don't forget, let it roll. <laughs>